welcome back everybody to the Waggle and Whiff podcast. Emily is back in the house on the pod. Hey yo, I know you guys missed me. I'm not talking about you two. I'm talking about the listeners. <laughs> Scotty's here. Emily so much. I um, know it's good to be back. It's good to be back, you guys. Well, it's good to have you back, and you know, attack Steve from both angles now. But in all seriousness, I am, don't have my greatest voice tonight because Steve took me all around the stomping grounds in Arizona. That's and right. I haven't got my voice back from this weekend yet. The crew is fresh back off of a trip to the desert. A uh, great trip to the Waste Management Open, Scottsdale, Phoenix, greater area. <laughs> Had to show these guys around a little bit, old stomping grounds where, where I kind of went to school. And, uh, and I say kind of because, you know, <laughs> it's ASU. Well, you're a sun devil. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. So, uh, great time out there, though, in the desert. And uh, first time for you guys at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We were up in the skybox on 16. Got up close and personal with uh, with a couple golfers, but great view up there on 16. And uh, <laughs> let's just get your guys' first thoughts on the uh, on, on a tournament like no other out in Phoenix. I'll say ladies go first. Sure. I mean, I didn't join you guys on Friday, but I was there on Saturday. And... Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little bit of an obstacle because you two took care of yourselves and had tickets, and I had to figure out a ticket for myself. Thank you very That's much. Not, not exactly how that went. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you you deserve it. No, it's all right. Who it took all- care of it, though? I took care of it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. definitely not. Whoa. Who's the one that ended up getting the ticket? Okay. You're, well, you. Thank you. Yeah, yes, I, you you doled out the money. Thank you, sugar daddy. Uh, but yes. I actually made this happen. Well, made well, that shit happen. We had I had made arrangements for a ticket that we were on the way to get. That was double anybody, the price that I got. If anybody knows my wife, it, she you know is always good at somehow finagling her way into anything, and uh, of course, so yeah. she she on our way to go pick up the tickets that I just agreed to buy on the phone. She uh, found a, a 16 Skybox ticket from a scalper on the way there and haggled her way in. And it saved us 100 bucks or so. Uh, 300? Two. Or 200? Was it 200? Yeah, 200? 200? Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? <clears throat> yeah. Saved us money. Saturday was incredible. I mean, wasted management, obviously. It's coined its oh, name it's because scene, it is a scene. I think we were walking as we were going to the 16th whole uh you called it like garbage hill or something like that it's so funny how this tournament is all about recycling and so forth and all you see is beer cans empty beer cans (laughs) everywhere littering the entire greens on the side you know so it was really fun to see the personalities and the the different people walking around and let me tell you i felt how about the outfits underdressed i was gonna say i felt very underdressed (laughs) i mean i thought i had a cute outfit on i had like a golf skirt and like some uh (laughs) what was it uh shamrock socks on that was fun that was fun of course for saturday and then i walk in this tournament and People are dressed as if they're going to the club. That's right. But most importantly, the 16th hole is very cool, very awesome to be able to watch Bubba and, of course, Ricky and everybody else that just was surrounded in the just excitement. And I don't know, the vibrations of everything was a lot of fun. I liked it. Yeah. Thanks. So um, I was so happy to be there. And saw a lot of this tournament to see the big names playing a golf course that you can go play, which I always think is neat. 
Yeah, you've played there before. Played a couple times. I haven't played it. Yeah, yet. it's it's fun. It's it's not a great golf course, but great for buddies trip. Great place to play. Yeah. Um, well, Scottsdale is an unbelievable place to take a buddy trip. Uh, but I mean, 16 itself. I mean, for anybody who hasn't really been there, I mean, the experience of being at the tournament in general is just crazy. It's it's, you know, people use the term the people's open. Yep. Uh, people use the term. It's like you know, uh, basically, it's a party where there's a golf tournament happening. I would say I would. It's it's all of those things. Uh, it's also like you said, nothing was really. I think out of control you can go to instagram and and barstool if you want and see some see some funny videos um you can you can hashtag the waste management open see some good stuff i mean people just get so into it it's rowdy as as all heck especially on the 16th hole you know what i found really interesting at least on saturday we saw uh, maybe well i yeah by the time we got there around like one o'clock or 130 I mean, play was fast, and Ricky was already on, like, the, what was yeah, it? Yeah, they moved up the tea times because people get a little was already, too intoxicated. Ricky was already on the 14th? Or yeah, we, we didn't even pay attention to this. We got there a little late, yeah. But so, so we saw maybe, like, six groups. By the third to last group, I feel like that was Bubba, was that Bubba's group? I can't remember off the top of my head. But they started having police officers surrounding the um, the tee um, with all the players when they were shooting off, like when they were they were teeing off. And I, think, I found yeah. that really interesting. Yeah, I, I obviously I, they just thought probably because people are so hammered, they don't want them to do some stupid things towards no, the end of the day. Number one, and then also two, I think. Over the years, and we saw this like with Justin Thomas, they didn't want people saying inappropriate things to the players or talking, making personal threats and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think they just have to take those precautions in that type of environment. I don't know. What was your reaction? Well, I think, yeah, I think they're probably taking those precautions, especially Saturday afternoon because it gets a little rowdy. And as we're alluding to earlier, the leaders teed off on Saturday at like 10.30 a.m., which never happens. They're really only doing that to try to keep the – try to keep everybody – a little drier uh and but i would say for the most part as rowdy as it was and as fun as it was i thought most of the players embraced it like now that now they're used to it they know they're going to come into the 16th hole it's going to be a stadium atmosphere they're going to hear different types of chants and for the most part even though the fans are kind of crazy they're good sports about it so the players are giving away as they walk from tea to green they're giving away gifts you hear you hear the players like wait you see the players i'm sorry waving and acknowledging some people that are you know you know, saying some nice things or rooting them on and stuff yeah. like that. So you didn't really see any, I didn't witness um, all week on the broadcast when we were watching it. And also when we were actually there, I didn't really witness all week any derogatory stuff or players complaining. We've had some of that in the past, but sure. this year it seemed pretty clean. It was pretty cool. It was an awesome day. I'm Good, really glad that we all went. Mm. So big weekend for Steve. Ricky's the winner. We got to yeah. talk about this because, yeah. you know, so on Sunday was a heck of a day for Ricky um, for a lot of reasons. And a heck of a day for Steve, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> a heck of a day for Steve. You get a Patriots win. You get a Ricky Fowler win. So we had a great day. Ricky had some trials and tribulations to overcome, and uh, it was very nerve-wracking for me to watch well let's just get right to it basically nobody had a great day on sunday conditions were tough in the rain 
the, the course played much harder. I think the lowest round of the day was Billy Horschel. He was four under, and they were tearing up the course the whole week. Ricky was at 20 under to start the day. So everybody was shooting, you know, shooting a, a little bit over par, right around par. Ricky was about even par. He had one bad hole. I think he bogeyed the eighth, or I mean, sorry, double bogeyed the eighth. And then uh, the 11th hole, he got his first birdie on the 10th. Yep. And then the 11th hole comes around, and uh, he hits what he thinks is a pretty good chip shot on the 11th hole. He missed the green, yep. hits what he thinks a pretty good chip shot. It skips a little bit because he doesn't really judge the rain that well, the wetness of the green, I guess. And it, it almost stops at the very, you know, just past the pin, but it kind of trickles off the green, barely misses the bunker, goes into the water. So he just chipped into the water. He's like, his third shot he's like, into the water. Shit, yeah. So now he's gotta now he's gotta drop it. He drops it. The ball is deemed in play. He walks back up to the green to read the break and kind of measure everything. Ball rolls back into the water without him touching it. Obviously, he's up on the green. Nobody knows That's what. So how, I mean, basically, it just it was on such a steep slope and it was, you know, mown so tightly. The and the wet. ball and wet, so the ball just trickles into the water. The ruling on the hole, there's a bunch of confusion on the broadcast. Like, okay, right. what's going to happen here, right? And I guess the the ruling is that there was no stroke for going into the water because he didn't make a stroke, but there was a stroke to take it out of the hazard. So to me, this makes no sense. So I'll um, I'll give my quick opinion, and then we'll go around the horn. Whenever you drop a ball. It basically it needs to stay within a club length or depending on the rule two club lengths of where you drop it right so yes the so you're dropping a ball it's deemed in play I guess yes. at some point by a rules official and once it's deemed in play if it goes back into the hazard you have to I guess take a stroke to take it out of the hazard yes to me that makes no sense because if I had dropped the ball and then it moved right away and went back into the hazard, I get to redrop it for free. So why, if I don't make the ball move whatsoever and I make no attempt or no stroke, do I get docked a penalty from it? It's clearly something that you know will be talked about and reviewed, but I just I still don't get wh- why the rule would even exist that way because it's it's almost it's almost insane something like this has never happened before. To get your answer to your question, we'd have to consult the USGA because <laughs> I don't know myself. And I'm someone that's taken the rules test and passed, and I still don't understand exactly what he got the penalty for. Right. Other than, as you explained, the ball was deemed in play by Slugger White, who was the rules official that came over. Yeah. The ball then rolled past two club lengths right. into, the, into the hazard. Right. I would, under my interpretation, he could go then and place that ball back where he originally yeah. dropped it without yeah. penalty without yeah. penalty right. correct and that's a good point you get to you made a good point you get to play if your ball rolls more than a club length out of your drop after you drop it you get to place it right so why would you not just re- be able to replace why is it right why is it because it's a hazard that i didn't know and actually if you well they were saying sorry i'll let you no but if you actually look on the in on the telecast Ricky asked Slugger Wright, when, did, when are they going to change that rule? Because <laughs> right, he didn't yeah. know the rule either. Yeah. And it didn't look like our, our friend Joe knew it either for the Cubist Caddy and for Ricky. Yeah. And so it caused a massive confusion. I don't make the excuse because he still chipped it into the water. Yeah. But it, it is unfair. Still and I think the USGA shot. needs to take a seriously look at that situation. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with that rule is that at some point, there is a rules official that there's there's no time limit on it. It's not like after 
after 10 or 20 seconds or if, at some point a when a somebody will deem the ball in play and when you're on tour if you're let's just say you're in 30th place you're not on tv yeah. there's not a rules official following like every group on every there should be done. so well right but there normally is is what you're saying no yeah i not. guess yeah so I technically like if that happened, the the proper thing for a golfer to do would be to call in a rules official and say this is what happened, and then he would make a ruling. But I I bet stuff like that kind of happens in the middle of the tour, like when you're in fiftieth or sixtieth place, and you're just you're just taking a drop, you're replacing it. Like, I honestly don't think I feel like it was a perfect storm. I don't think that a drop on a steep hill in the rain and the slippery slope caused the ball without even touching it to roll back into the hazard, I really don't think that's ever happened before. So I I can understand how it's a unique situation, but I agree with the fact that I, Ricky didn't touch the ball. He dropped it and he walked away. And they blamed him for maybe vibrating or shaking the ground around the area in which- I don't think they blamed him for anything. There's just no other way to interpret the rule based on the way it's written. So. My problem with it is that there's just an abstract amount of time. It's not deemed, you know, it's just this subjective uh, or objective. I always get those mixed up. (laughs) View of the rules official that says, okay, now now it looks like it's still so fine. It's it's in play. (laughs) Okay, so I had it right the first time. I had it it right the first time. Thank you, Scotty. So it's subjective. He's like, all right, well, you know, anyways, we'll just, I guess it looks like it's in play now. So now it's in play. And then he's walking away to line it up and then goes in the water. I mean, it doesn't make, so major controversy there. But anyways, the big, the big news of the day though, is he, is he struggles through the 12th hole, makes another bogey. And now he's at one point, he went from having a four shot lead to being down a stroke in a matter of like 15 minutes. Brandon Grace takes over the lead. Um, by one stroke, and then uh, then Ricky has to basically mix a couple pars. He birdies the 15th hole, which is the a birdieable par five. He he had been criticized for laying up there in the past yep. when he was uh, playing against Hideki Matsui. He goes for it and two gets there, two putts for for birdie. Comes to 16, makes a great par save. He had it from an awkward stance, and then on 17, Brandon Grace makes his own mistake and puts the ball in the water. Oh, Rick, Ricky, another hole that's haunted him at this Open. He, he just so everyone knows, he's also been in contention at this tournament like the last three years in a row. Uh, lost in a playoff to Hideki in 16, uh, and then 17 had a chance, and uh, 18 had a chance. So, so he he drives it on to the green in 17, which is a short drivable par four. Two puts that for birdie, and then ends up with a, a two-stroke lead right. coming into the 18th hole. And closes it out. So he hits it way left on 18 and has a tricky, so dicey little oh, situation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he was in the rough. Like, like, like if the, Brandon Grace makes par on 18, and Ricky has a very tough up and down to win by one. Right, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's so he he really had to grind that out. Tough conditions. And and just the, the mental fortitude to, you know, he's been criticized more than anybody else on tour for not being able to close, I would say. Yes. Or at, at least as much as anybody yes. else on tour for not... And deservedly so. Yes. Uh, but he came away with it, and he and when hit when you have to come away with it, in you know, especially after a, a rules controversy and some unlucky breaks, I, I got to give him 
all the credit in the world for doing that. Well, of course, you probably would. shouldn't have put himself in that you're situation. Ricky, you're, you're a Ricky, Ricky guy. Mega fan, I, I agree. I think I think the I think the good attitude by Ricky to come through the the rule situation and then to hit those big shots down the stretch, he definitely deserved to win. However, Brandon Grace, if Brandon Grace just hits a six iron <laughs> on seventeen. We have a much different tournament. Of course, we have a much different tournament. However, Grace kind of screwed it up. He couldn't close. And couldn't he, close. He couldn't yeah. close, and he screwed it up in the last few holes. And, you know, the networks, I'm sure, were super happy because it was a nice pregame up to the Super Bowl. It was a little bit of a nail-biter because we all wanted to see Ricky finally win, and he closed, and it was awesome. Let me just ask you this, Steve. It was awesome for me. It was. It was. I well, actually, it was awesome and also just this, for the regular general fan to watch yeah. somebody who has not been able to close for years. The only thing that well, we, he's closed. Okay. He's won other big tournaments. He's won the players. Can I just, he hasn't closed. He hasn't won as many as he should have because he's put right. himself in contention. Can a lot. I just, when has you ever had someone with a five-shot lead be so interesting? Uh, never. I exactly. mean, I can't ever remember it. Uh, completely. You're yeah. absolutely right. Well, you're saying that you know, still he he was kind of. Kind of choking, but 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 Brandon and, Grace uh, just choked more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, he and I'm a Ricky supporter. No, I know you're not anti Ricky. I think, but I ho- hopefully this does a lot for his mental fortitude going forward because I think having to come uh, overcome adversity like that, uh, I think will make you stronger. Okay, so I will say be, this too. Let's be Phoenix, honest, though. You know why that he closed. Right. Because I shout at him on Saturday from the 16th, and I was like, Ricky, you need to visualize tonight. <laughs> That's right. So Ricky, he figured it out all because of Emma. Anyone? He got it done. I, there was a lot of lot of Ricky chance. He's a huge homer there. I didn't realize that, but people love him. If anybody's uh, at, if anybody was Phoenix. watching our Instagram, and we'll repost it again, but. The thing that I found hilarious on the 18th on Saturday is the the chant, Big Dick Rick, yeah. Big Dick Rick. And then he was asked about it in the um, press conference. This is funny. <laughs> his answer, yeah. What, what did he say? He said that he's, his answer was, I don't know if he was asked about this saying in the press conference, but he was asked by someone, and his answer uh, was <laughs> reportedly he... Uh, he said, yeah, they've been doing that for a couple of years. It's been growing. <laughs> the chant, that is. <laughs> so, funny quote from Ricky. But, anyways, good to see him win. Uh, big fan favorite out in Phoenix. I mean, it's like 48 hours old. <laughs> I, I still think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, It was a fun weekend for us there. And then on Sunday night, so after the, after the win, the crew heads to, uh, we head home, we get showered up uh, after, well, we played golf that morning, which yep. was great. Shout out to our friend Bobby. We got to play Firewalk. Great track, also in the rain, but, but we had a great time. It was very much so uh, a, an, a game uh, like we played in Ireland. It was rainy, it was cold, it was windy, yep. and yeah. it was difficult. And it was difficult. It's not not as windy as Ireland. It was difficult, but it was a yeah, great. It, wasn't 60 it was a great track. Winds, um, out in I think Paradise Valley. No, in um, Fountain Hills. Fountain Hills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, great track, and uh, and then we had to get back. We go to watch the Super Bowl. Yep. Get a Pats win. Yep. And then after the Super Bowl, I uh, I had to I walk Emily back to the car because she was going to go home. You're Sweet such man. a gentleman. Sweet man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I leave Scotty at the bar, so he's he's by himself. Then I come back <laughs> and then shots. I have to I have to use the restroom really Sweet. badly. Care. So I I said Scotty, I'm back now, but I got to go, you know, I got to go use the restroom. Scotty's like, "Geez, you just you're leaving me all over the place." And 
going into the restroom, who do I run into? Who, Steve? Joe Scrivone. Maybe I'm not... I'm, I'm messing up his last name now. It's horrible. But I, I run into Ricky's caddy. Ricky's oh, my caddy. gosh. No, tell me more. I want to so, hear details. Well, of course. I, you know, I'm like, Like, Joe? was it before you went to the bathroom? After you went to the bathroom? Did you guys shake hands? Did you wash your hands? Like, it was before I went to the, the bathroom, so my bladder was still full. <laughs> and I was like, Joe? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Ricky's caddy. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, congrats, man. So it was like a whole total, I don't, I mean... I'm not, I wouldn't say starstruck because it's his caddy, but it's a t- like very chance meeting that then it kind of then I remember that he's sort of that he lives in Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, man, that was congratulations. That must have been that must have been a tough day. And he's like, it was so tough, man. So we get to talking a little bit. And I said, you know, I, I, you know, I told him we have podcasts. I told him my buddy Scotty's over there, and he was the nicest guy in the world. He yep. says, hey, he's like, well, come hit me up anytime, hit me up anytime. So I said, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. So he was nice enough to, uh, I introduced him to Scotty. Scotty talked to him, and then he's nice enough to invite us over. We had some champagne with him. We we're at celebrating a at a table. Yeah, wait, in Scotty, to rub it in. I was like, what a night. Here's the thing: I didn't know that. I didn't What'd you know think the details until now. But I do remember you texting me, and I'm just in bed, and you're like, you'll never believe who I just ran into. And I'm thinking maybe it was X, Y, uh, who knows. And then you're like, it's Joe. It's Joe. It's it's Ricky's caddy. And I was like, no way. Should I turn around? And you're like, no. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> worry home. about it. Stay <laughs> home. <laughs> you wanted Joe all to yourself, Steve. No, I mean. <laughs> it, was, it was a great time. Like you said, he couldn't have been nicer. Some other... Tour members were there that showed a lot of love, and um, it was just a great time. And, and again, I'm so happy for him, and couldn't have been sweeter or nicer or more welcoming. Literally, That's so cool. We tried to buy him a drink, and he said, no, come have my champagne. <laughs> yeah, awesome. He said, no, I'm not taking any of that. Uh, we saw, do you want to mention who else we saw? Sure, uh, Harold, Var- Harold Varner Jr. was in there. there we oh, go. really? In the house. So, with his crew, and Steve Sands was in there from the Golf Channel. Awesome. Yep. That's right, at the end. That was a cool um, spot. I forgot about that. It was things boring were getting a little foggy around that time. But it, was a, it was a fun spot. <laughs> yeah, it was a boring game, but but the the Pats got the win. The night was fun. The night was the night was fun and unexpected. So it was it was Steve a great had a lot of fun. <laughs> was, yeah, I did. It was uh, it was a great weekend. Today. But we won't go there. No. Um, so other big golf news this weekend. Yes. Sergio goes freaking nuts in Saudi Arabia. Un- Unbelievable! This is the biggest story in golf. Biggest story, in maybe golf. this year. Dustin Johnson wins a tournament. By the way, just another you know top five golfer just throwing up ones. You said you summed it up last week with Bryson winning in, in Abu Dhabi. Like, yeah, these six seven guys are just, just winning keep international winning. tournaments that no one's really going to or paying that much attention to. Yep. Let's talk Sergio. Yeah, but let's, <laughs> let's get right in. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the you biggest start. story. In golf. You start. Yeah. So, so, th- so I'm gonna preface this. To our, our viewers, there is no video of this, which is a scandal on top of a scandal. But it comes out Sunday that during Saturday's round, because it's the time difference, that Sergio Garcia was disqualified. DQ'd. Because he reportedly damaged five greens during his round. Five. Meaning he did something with whether his shoes or his putter taking hacks. Literally yeah. in divots out of the green in frustration of the golf course. And what happened is that so, all of the golfers that um, were behind him complained to the officials. Right. And then <laughs> they could Sergio obviously see him was, doing it. 
confronted and he basically said yeah yeah he admitted i damaged it. the greens <laughs> um I, on purpose I, when i heard this news i thought it was crazy i'm like that's i mean five of them and right so it, it was almost incomprehensible and as as everything as this this happens with a couple of things with with almost anything really once video evidence kind of comes out then it makes it even worse and there was not video evidence yeah. of him destroying greens, which yeah. he reportedly was, five of them. But there was some video evidence of him earlier in the week, which is all over social media right now, of him just going brutal on a bunker after he hits a, is, a bunker shot that wasn't even that bad. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like insane. The first time I saw the video, this it is, was fake. This so, is borderline psychotic. Like, like he's it, just ripping hacks out of a bunker, he takes, talking in Spanish. He takes like five or six like hacks. At, he hits his bunker shot, and then he just hacks at the bunker of this club five or six times like he he's throwing a tantrum he's literally throwing a tantrum on the golf course drags his club across the bunker yeah. s- s- swears in spanish don't really know what he was saying right. there's some reports out there but i'll leave yeah. that there so i mean I, I mean this is just look i'm not like a stiff golf guy or whatever i'm a golf guy that will play some music on the course have a couple beers let's you know let's face it that's what that's what a lot of our listeners do uh, I'm not necessarily, but I, you know, of course, you, I try to replace my divots and fix my ball marks. Acting like that at a tour event for a 40 year old man is just fucking ridiculous. A 40 I, I don't year know. old man who's a father, who's a husband, who's a <laughs> Masters champion. He's acting like he's six. Who's been playing this game since he was 17 and he had to jump out of the trees at Medina with him and Tiger. Like, this is unexcusable. I think it was Shackleford that came out and said that he should be suspended for the rest of the year. Yeah, I uh, mean, Chambly's gotten on him. I don't think we'll something ever needs see, to happen. I don't think we'll ever see the video for the greens of the green damage for reasons that will be unknown to us. Yeah. Shout out to the European Tour and shout <laughs> out to Sky Sports who is, heads the live feed. However, I do think he needs to be seriously looked at with not playing on the European tour for a while. I mean, yeah, he'll be at I, Genesis. He's already con- confirmed for Genesis, but I don't know when I, he goes back to the European tour. Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see if he gets a hard time at Genesis because it's like, he I should. mean, what a, just what a I mean, immature. I think he's definitely going to be questioned a lot. I, I Well, I think that yeah, he's going to get a lot of questions, so he's going to need to come out, I think, with a stronger statement. He came out with an apology, basically admitted to it and apologized for it, but yeah. it was, I mean... I I think the PGA Tour needs to talk to him. The European Tour needs to talk to him. It should. I think they do need to consider some type of suspension. I mean, like he, it's almost like he, if the guy's gonna act like a baby, you got to treat him like a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. I mean, he was basically throwing a temper tantrum. And it's not just for like. The funny thing is, it's not just for like a hole. Like I can see somebody getting pissed off and doing that once, right? And that's still not really excusable. Not okay. Right. But doing it, doing it to five different greens over the course of two different days means like. I mean, hopefully the guy's okay and there's nothing else going on in his life. But, like, I mean, what the heck are you thinking? And, and the problem is, is now this creates a pattern of behavior. This is the same guy that spit in a cup. This yep. is the same guy that made fried chicken comments when Tiger won. This is the same guy that's had multiple different instances like this. And it's going in now to a resume and a track record of exactly who he is. Yeah, I mean, you can't hide that, right? I mean, and so... I don't know, so man. he's got anger management, and he took it out on five of the. But grades. I think that's like, where it needs to be. It needs to be like he needs to come out with a statement that's going to be like a serious, long-term apology. You know, maybe a suspension from X amount of events, and you know he's going to go to anger management classes. Like it's got to be. 
I want to see the Torah put in a little bit more work into making him do something. Like I said, you're going to act like a baby, treat him like a baby. Yeah. Wonder, can I ask a question? Yeah. wonder if this was a middle-of-the-road, low-profile European guy. Would we see the video? Well, no. We, Pro- we I think, well, would we, we see the green video yeah, or the sand video? The green video. Is, mm. the, is the European Torah protecting one of their biggest stars yes i think that's that no that's a good discussion because there's people that are watching him that are spectators there's nobody there in saudi arabia no one's there no wives were available even allowed to go (laughs) okay well then very weird golf then they're very much so protecting sergio right yeah that's just my thought and i think they're also it's sergio and and i think some of the golf course in saudi arabia because the the players were complaining about slow greens which is why i'm probably thinking he, he was going mental but i mean that's still beyond the beyond the point really well now they're but, really slow in the middle of the divot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe he took some drugs or some, something something really cool i don't even know about <laughs> What else we got on the tap, Scotty? I lost um, my so run. You know, obviously there was there was a rule violation um, with Ricky, um, but more now interesting with the same thing that hampered Heiting uh, Lee in for his caddy, um, Denny McCarthy, in Scottsdale on Friday. Didn't his caddy was standing directly behind him? Oh, he had another lining up issue. Correct. And then the caddy actually mm. walks away. And then Danny readdresses the golf ball after the caddy had already moved out of the way and then was still a two-shot penalty. <laughs> but then Saturday morning, the PGA Tour comes out and says they applied the rule incorrectly and gave him his two shots back. The next day. The next day. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is, yeah, and they so just need to get this, this shit together. This is, this is the problem with all of these rule changes. No one knows... And like you said, this has been all just subjective to a rules official. Right. And there's no black and white of what caddies can and cannot do on its rule yeah. 10, 10B, I believe. Yeah, 10.4, I don't know, something. But, I, yeah, I mean, if you, they've just got to get this caddy thing lined up. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a stupid... I don't want to say it's a stupid rule. I, the intention of the rule is that the caddy cannot de- stay d- behind a player and line his feet up at, all while he's putting and going through the whole motion after he addresses it and everything else. If the caddy's making a legitimate effort to get out of the way after he looks at the line of the putt, says something, gets out of the way, I mean, th- you're either going to leave that gray area in there and start calling this the right way and not overanalyzing it, or you got to do away with the rule in general because it's just at this it's going to get ridiculous. And I think one of the biggest reactions is when Justin Thomas called out the PGA right. Tour and said how ridiculous it was, yeah, which I caused mean, I think a lot of attention in the PGA Tour to take a second look. Also, yeah. too, if you go and actually look at the video, Brandon Grace drops down to a full squat when he <laughs> drops his ball on yep. seventeen, yep. which is not supposed to be allowed. And so this dropping back from the knee area now. Is becoming becoming more of an interpretation. Is that not of, supposed to be allowed? You're though, not supposed I, to be able to, to like squat down like that. It's supposed to be a normal knee height. Really? Well, I know it is, but which like, is if you're six uh, seven, I've and I'm seen five, other people four, do it. I've it's seen be different. Well, you're right. Yeah, but if you but everybody like it's not like you can push your kneecap down further. So whether you take a knee or not, as long as you're dropping at your knee height. It's it's your knee height, but now if I'm but you're right. If I'm six five versus a person who's five foot ten, 
your your knee heights right. are different. <laughs> so I think it's I guess the greater point is that all of these different things and these rules have caused more uncertainty than yeah. certainty now, and I think that's the last thing that the USGA wanted. Yeah, yeah, I think. I don't want to say all of them have, but that those two for sure. Uh, the knee, the knee thing. Well, like if you're six five, then your shoulders are different height too. So, it, but dropping from the knee is just awkward. I don't. I mean, I don't think it really accomplishes anything. <laughs> like you said before, I'm on team. Let's just place our balls. As I said like before. why? Why are we not just placing our balls? By the nicely? way, if Ricky places his ball, he probably doesn't get a one shot penalty. Probably. Probably. I didn't see whether he actually placed it or or or, or dropped it. I didn't see. But he pro- yeah, because if you can place it, you could give it, you know, I don't know. You could probably make sure it's in at least somewhat of a better position. Right. Uh, so rules controversies continue to happen. I think we're going to see it, especially for the first half of the year. We've got uh, Pebble Beach coming up ATT, this week. ATT, Pro-Am. Pro-Am. Yes. Mr. Bob Mennery is playing in it, I think. Is Bobby playing in it? I think he's playing in it. I think I saw it on his Instagram. Uh, I don't. I think. I think he's there. I don't know if he's playing in there. I think he's playing, man. Let me go look it up. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if they. This is a pretty tough invite to get. I mean, see. I know like Aaron Rodgers is playing it. Larry Fitzgerald. I know you put. I know we can't put Bob Menery on that guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like guy. I love my mom, Bobby, but. Uh, no, I think. I, I mean, I saw something on his Instagram. I think he's there. Well, he, well, we'll find out when that happens, right? I know he's playing in Genesis. I know he's playing Wednesday with For Justin Thomas at, at Riviera. Oh, maybe that's what I saw? Yeah. That's probably what it is. Probably. But but good field. Um, Jordan Spieth will be here. DJ. Come out. I'm surprised. Are you surprised Phil? that Tiger is not going to take this Romo. opportunity? With uh, you know, with the U.S. Open being no, at Pebble this year, no, he stopped going to this tournament a little bit ago. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think if there's one year to do it? No, he's just not, because he's just I think it will be a totally different tournament. Remember how much it's rained up there, so I think it's going to play a little different than it will play for the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open it will be fast, and I think the fairs will be cut more. This is going to be soft, a longer golf course. Yeah. Um, I didn't suspect him to play in this. What what interesting thing about the schedule is, you know, Rory's not playing. Um, so it, the guys he usually plays this usually one. plays, and the guys have just changed their this schedule so much. Yeah. And this first part of the year, like the AT and T, is affected by it tremendously. Yep. Yeah. But it's it, gonna but be interesting. It's a, it will be a good tournament. You'll get to see celebrities hit golf shots. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. It's a, it's always Jake fun Owen. to watch. Again, Pebble Beach is, I mean, just a great you, you're course. You're a guy, so it doesn't get much better yeah, than Yeah, it this. doesn't get much better than Pebble. Uh, Jake Owen's always there. Yeah. You said Romo's usually there. He'll be there. Uh, what a nice week for Romo. He gets to do his first Super Bowl and then come out to Pebble. So, good for him. Uh, I thought he called a good game, too. Yeah, he did. We talk. We we sort of brushed on um, talking about Fire Rock on Sunday, uh, this past week yeah. weekend. But I think it deserves a little bit more talk because it was a beautiful, lush course. Oh, yeah, we had, it was unbelievable. So we had a, we arrived and missed the turn and had to turn back. It, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> we okay, had a late night. We, we went to Kara. So the real reason Scotty's lost his voice is karaoke, karaoke on Saturday night. I told you it was and, a long weekend. And uh, Steve had me up. Yeah, late, kept him every out every night. 
Um, and I was the guy who was like, let's get to bed early. Let's, <laughs> let's, you know, we got a big round of golf tomorrow. And then our really good friend Lonnie's like, yeah, screw that. Yeah, let's blame do shots. And then a tequila shot later turned into a grapevine karaoke, which, by the way, if you guys go out to Scottsdale mm-hmm. and you want some fun, I highly recommend Grapevine because that is a great karaoke spot. It was great, great place to end the night, I'd say that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's I mean, hard when to get we out of walked there, in. I felt like I was in just like the twilight zone. <laughs> and there. And I was yeah, saying, when we walked in, felt we great. the medium down by 30 years, probably. Not old, <laughs> a lot of older folks. But huh? No, there was, you know, it wow. got younger as it got later. Oh, yeah, without well, question. most places do. So yeah. restaurants, bingo <laughs> exactly. halls, and churches. Those are the, you go there for the early bird special, <laughs> <laughs> karaoke-wise. You're going to get a lot of old folks. They might sell prune juice by the pound. Oh, my God. Uh, It's a good time. It was a good time. But it made it for a very early Sunday morning. So there was still, we were were kind of a little woozy (laughs) rolling up the fire. Someone paid the DJ like probably 100 bucks in $5 bills to (laughs) sing 25 songs. (laughs) I sang sang three songs. You sang five. I sang three. All right. Emily well, brought me in, for, and then Emily brought me in for one. So I really only sang two of my own, and Emily brought no, me in for the third. Oh, here we go. We've uh, we've got Genesis coming up. So Pebble Beach yep. this week, Genesis next week. We'll be out of Genesis. More more uh, social content coming your way. Maybe some interviews that week. Anyways, I think that's all we got. But don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Waggle and Whiff Pod. Don't forget to give us a good rating, subscribe, and review. Up on itunes and guys don't forget to hit us up on um on gmail i mean we have waglin with at gmail.com we'd love to hear even your comments or questions or what else you'd want us to talk about if you, even if you want to get on the podcast to talk about something let us know we are totally open for that love to have you on love it all right guys until next time we'll all be right. out bye bye, bye.